Today, I'd like to talk about jail. Now, I never had the misfortune of being arrested during the day. Every time that I was, it was at night. And that generally means people are going to be depressed and trying to get some sleep. Though from what I hear, even during the daytime, people are often depressed and trying to get some sleep. When you get there, there'll be a lot of waiting. Paperworks to be done, pictures to be taken. Ultimately, you'll end up in a holding cell. The holding cell is crowded with other individuals who are there for various reasons. That means you could be there with someone who's done something violent. You could just be a drug addict. They could be a homeless person who just threw feces at someone. You never know. I can recall the first time that I got arrested and actually had to spend some time in jail. There was an older man, let's say he was in his mid-fifties. He was crying very loudly and openly among everyone else. I'm a small man, and he was very large, so I thought maybe he knew something I didn't. Everything I had always heard told me, don't let anyone see you cry in jail. But he cried openly and sobbed about how he would lose his job and his wife was going to kill him and he would probably lose his family. He also mentioned that he'd no longer be able to take care of them financially and as he sobbed, the men around him, including myself, just stared at him and then stared away whenever it seemed like he was reaching out to us for sympathy. Eventually, they brought out some sandwich bags. They were brown paper bags. You might remember them from elementary school. They were filled with... The only thing I can remember is a bologna sandwich. It was awful. I've despised bologna since childhood, but I was a little hungry. So, I ate the sandwich. It was cold. I think there was also an apple or some piece of stale fruit in there, and uh, they give you a weird bag that is full of juice. It's like a Capri Sun if somebody had drank it, cut it up the middle, spit juice in there, and then found a way to seal it back up, like twist tie, and then handed it to someone else for consumption. And similar to how they don't just put you in basic training when you join the military, they don't just put you in jail once you arrive in jail. They have to find somewhere to put you, not a holding cell, someone bigger, like uh, a prison cell, except it's not. So they move you here, along with many, many other people, and finally put you in a cell while you wait to be assigned somewhere more permanent. The issue is that when they put you there, they can't take you out of that cell for any reason unless there's been some kind of deathly emergency. So whereas normally, when you see jail on television shows, they're in and out of their cells, in this particular pod, you don't get to leave. And it could take a while before you get assigned somewhere. I'll give you an example. The last time that I had to go to jail, I spent three days in this pod not leaving my cell, basically trying to sleep three days away. 
I stank because I hadn't been assigned anything to shower with, nor was I taken out to shower. There was no soap, there was no toothbrush or toothpaste in my cell. I tried to get some guards' attention and asked them for these things. It felt like a civil right, but I got nothing. And while I sat and waited to shower and brush my teeth, brushing my teeth was far more important than showering, mind you. While I waited, there was a, a crazy person screaming in one of the cells. I believe he was alone because it sounded like he was beating on pretty much anything in that cell he could get his hands on. Hard to imagine another person was in there with him. But of all the things that he screamed, what made me laugh the most was when others decided to scream back at him, no matter how intimidating and violent the things that they said were. All he did was shout back something even more violent or just make a crazy man scream that I can't replicate, mostly out of respect for myself. That went on for three days. Not being able to brush your teeth in that time, you'll find that your teeth get this buildup on them. I don't know if it's plaque. Honestly, I brush my teeth many, many times a day. But I knew it wasn't something I liked. When I wake up, the first thing I want to do is brush my teeth and get the taste of scrotum out of my mouth. I was very upset to wake up twice and not be able to brush that out. As you can imagine, each day worse than the last. And still more be One thing that always catches my attention is the amount of gambling that I got to see while I was in jail. It's amazing. They don't have money or anything like that to use, so juice packets and salt, pepper, things like that are used to gamble with. Of course, you've seen them rolling dice, but there are also a lot of other ways to gamble. Gamble on Scrabble, gamble on chess. Sometimes they would use books that were rented from the library as currency. And sometimes they would find a different kind of currency. For example, there was a UFC fight and a lot of anticipation leading up to it. After the fight was over, a gentleman told me that he had lost 20 Beyonce's. I asked him what a Beyonce was, and he said, uh, I'll show you, a guy lost some to me. He called out to this man, said, give me two Beyonce's right now. The man was in mid-conversation, stopped, put his hands on the wall, and began to shake his ass left and right and say, uh-oh, 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 oh no, no. I promise you, it was a little disturbing just because the dance was incredibly effeminate and we were in the middle of a jail pod. But you lose a bet, you lose a bet. I had a, a celly at the time and he also had lost some. He didn't lose anything as crazy and gay as Beyonce's. Instead, he lost Spider-Man. I asked him, what's a Spider-Man? and he threw his body against the wall and began to move his hands up and down, left and right. It was kind of funny and it did honestly remind me of Spider-Man a little bit. Uh, there was also a lot of haggling to be done when it came to food. Now they woke us up at about five o'clock, maybe 5.30 in the morning for breakfast. 
which is much earlier than you would like. Plus, after you eat it, you have to get back in lockdown and try to find a way to get some sleep until they actually let you out for the first time. I want to say around 8 or 9 in the morning. I could be wrong. So, things are gross. I can't tell you enough how gross jail food can be. You probably imagined it, but until you had it in front of you and knew that you didn't have another option for food or sustenance, it's just hard to imagine. I'll give you an I hate beef stroganoff. Just the name beef stroganoff. It, it's kind of funny to me, but also it turns me off as far as appetites go. Now, they had a version of beef stroganoff. Uh, I wish that I could show you a picture. Instead, imagine that you made beef stroganoff for someone. First, Google it, just in case you don't know what it looks like. It looks like monkey brains. Imagine that you made it for someone, but it was for someone that you hate. Someone that you've never liked. Someone you'd want to poison. And then you let it sit and cool on a counter for no more than three days. And after it's good and cold, and probably had a good chance to let insects and flies land on it, then you throw it slovenly on a tray, maybe with spit, and you hand it to said person. That is what it felt like with most meals, even if it wasn't stroganoff. But there would always be a couple of things that people liked. A piece of cake, maybe a cookie, or a brownie. The brownies were pretty hard, actually. I take the brownie. One day, a correctional officer called me out of my cell and told me I needed to come with them. I had no idea what this was about. After, I want to say an hour or so of following them to another cell, I asked, what is this about? Thinking perhaps they would tell me, we had it all wrong, you're free to go. Instead, they told me, well, it seems like you have a new charge, so we're here to bring you in front of the magistrate. That was odd to me, because I hadn't committed any other crime, so I sat there thinking, well, what could this be about? It's kind of like if someone calls you from a debt collection agency, and you know that you've been paying all your bills, but then you start to go back through your mind like, could I have missed something? Is there a bill that I'm unaware of? So I sat there, thought, and I was like, no, I haven't committed any crime. I have no idea what this is about. This is a mistake. For hours, I tried to get the attention of correctional officers as they walked past me, ignoring my screams and asking if someone could please listen to me. I guess I sounded like every other crazy person in a cell. Let me describe what my cell looked like to help paint a more vivid picture of me desperately trying to get people's attention. When I walked in, I saw every fluid imaginable painted across this little cell. I saw boogers, I saw blood, I saw spit, I am pretty positive there was ejaculate, I saw feces that was outside of the toilet, not on the floor, but the toilet looked like something you wouldn't want to sit against, but we'll get back there shortly. I screamed more and people kept coming back to tell me, hey, calm down, 
We're doing everything we can. I want to say that I was in that cell for about 28 hours. But back to the beginning. I asked if someone could please contact my mother because she might be able to do better than me screaming at these guards who clearly don't know anything about what's going on. Eventually somebody did contact my mother. I didn't get to speak with her, but I am pretty positive she caused holy hell. Anyway, in my efforts to get out of the cell, one of the things that I did was asked to go into a cell that had other people in it. Now you might, might, you might think, why would I want to go someplace with other people when I could be alone? After having spent a little more than a day in what is solitary confinement, I promise you, that is not a way that people want to spend their time. I am not social, but even I was crying for some kind of company because without a clock on the wall and with no one there to talk to, nothing to occupy your time with, I didn't have anything to write with, there's nothing other than just you and your thoughts in a disgusting little cell. You start to lose it and it made me think of these people who spend years in solitary confinement. But even if you look at a lot of movies, they don't paint solitary as some nice situation. It generally shows people go through a mental break. And then we see movies like Life and Shawshank Redemption and others where somebody just does a lot of time on solitary and comes out like everything is fine. That might be the case for a couple of individuals, but I would almost guarantee that is not the case for most. What I wanted more than anything was just to go to another cell. Wasn't even so much concerned with the fact that I was there on some bullshit. I just wanted to be around somebody else. So at some point I had to really go to the bathroom. And if I haven't said enough about this cell and the toilet again, it was gross. So I had an idea. They were ignoring me. They wouldn't let me out. So I thought to myself, this is what an animal being in that cell made me. Okay, if I shit all over this toilet, then somebody should let me out. And when I say all over, I'm saying instead of, if the toilet were a shoe, Instead of putting my foot in the shoe, I'll just step on the shoe and try to grip the front with my toes as I pick it up while I walk. Does that make sense? Like I'm not really using the shoe, so I'm not really using the toilet. I'm just pooping on it. So, in one of my uh, less proud moments, I shat pure damnation because I'm eating jail food all over that toilet it was nasty so nasty I didn't even look at it I shit all over it because the toilet was facing away from the door and then I sat well I lied down facing the wall away from my masterpiece and I fell asleep at some point in the night and yes it did stink 
at some point in the night, I woke up because they had sent a guard in to clean off the feces from the toilet and then leave me back in the cell. I didn't even know what to say because it was clear that I wasn't getting out of there, which made it all the more disappointing. The next morning, when someone comes and gets me and says, you were right, you didn't have any new charges. I don't know what happened. No apology, certainly not an apology from the rude woman who brought me down there in the first place. And then they just put me back that day of what felt like losing my mind meant nothing to anybody but me. Because just a reminder, if you ever go to jail, you are not a person anymore, and you will not be treated as one. And if you ever have a problem with the way that they treat you, they'll tell you, don't break the law then. Even if you didn't even do something. There are some people who get fucked over, or get a bad lawyer. And those people get the same speech. And I'll tell you, it, one of the times that I was there, I shouldn't have been there. But that's a story for another day. While I was I saw very few gay things. A lot of people like to mistake prison and jail. Prison, you should definitely be afraid of rape, even though a lot of the people that I met that were from prison said that it doesn't happen as often as some may think. But, when it came to jail, every gay thing I saw was pretty much because they were gay. I'll give you an example. They would clean while people were locked down. A couple people cleaned. And I remember that there was this one white guy with weird hair. He looked like a dirty, crazy person who would be screaming outside of a grocery store exit, if that makes sense. Not quite homeless, but definitely like he just got done drinking a 40 ounce around the corner. Now he would go outside and yell at people for having jobs. So. While they were cleaning one day, they found this guy, I forget the nickname for him, but it wasn't flattering in the pod, and his celly. His celly was a, I'm gonna call him somewhat chubby, Hispanic, older man. So one day, while they're cleaning outside the pods, or outside the cells, someone screams out, yo, these guys are in here cuddling together. Everyone in the pod now knows that something gay is going on between those two. And you know what? Jail was actually not the most gay-hating place that I've ever seen. A lot of those dudes didn't really care if you were gay. Just don't, you know, touch them. But the problem came with what happened when the cells opened afterward. So the white guy not so much the spanish guy i don't even remember if he spoke english but the dirty white guy kept going around telling everyone he wasn't gay and he kept trying to come up with some kind of an excuse as to why he was not on his bunk but he was down in the spanish guy's bunk and they were spooning nobody wanted to hear it not even myself because we all had the same theory if you're not gay, this is probably the one place that you shouldn't 
be doing something gay. I mean, even the Hispanic dudes who stayed to themselves and watched nothing but Univision all day. They did some gay behavior amongst themselves. A lot of ball tapping, a lot of tickling, piggyback rides. But even they felt like that was a step too far. And you know what? You gotta agree. Because the problem with a man-on-man -man cuddle is somebody's got a dick on Speaking of sex, there was a man that I met who stays with me whenever I look back on my time in there. He was a, a little blonde white guy with glasses who was in... It wasn't a wheelchair. It was a chair. It didn't have big wheels on it. It had two little wheels in the back and he would kind of scoot himself with his two front legs. I want to say that his legs looked little, if that makes sense, but I can't remember just how small they were. Either way, my impression of him was, oh, this is a nice disabled gentleman. And I talked to him, not at great length, but we were friendly to one another. I noticed that the other people in the pod picked on him frequently. I did my best to stay out of it, even though I didn't think it was right, but you can't fight everybody in the pod. So I wanna say that it was uh, a few weeks went by before I finally asked somebody, hey, why is everybody always picking on this little guy in a wheelchair? Doesn't that seem fucked up to anyone else? And that was when someone told me, well, he is here because of something that he did to a child. And I was like, oh, I didn't ask the specifics of what he did. Where I have been, it's not really cool to ask a lot of details. But whenever you tell people that you've been to jail, the first thing that they want to know is, oh, why? What'd you do? I suppose I understand the curiosity, but at the same time, you don't really care. You just want to know what I got in trouble for. You don't care about me, so let's not get into my details. But he had done something to a child sexually was the word around. And everybody, there are ways to find out what people are there for because people have to go back to court and get dragged out of the pod. And generally they don't go by themselves, they go in groups. So, if you're a violent offender, at least one person's gonna know it. Maybe somebody got arrested the same night as you. Maybe somebody overheard a correctional officer talking about why you're there. But it's not the hardest thing in the world to find out what somebody did, especially if it's something like that. So, he had done something to a child, which I immediately understood, okay, well, that makes sense. I wish somebody had told me that, and then I wouldn't have spent so much time being friendly to him and let everyone see me being friendly to what might be a pedophile. And then, he told me something else, and this, I thought it was wild, but more importantly, it just, it surprises you who people can really be. So anyway, he told me, hey, also, that guy can walk. 
I was like, what? Now, granted, I had seen him use his feet, his little feet, to scoot that chair, which I understood was not an actual wheelchair. But I, he, he never walked. And I was just blown away like, what? That's not real? And the person said, no, he doesn't need that chair. He uses that chair so that he can stay here. Because if he can walk, then he's got to go to prison. Apparently he had been there for a couple of years. Generally only supposed to stay in jail for a year. Because for longer sentences, they need to send you to prison. Because you are state property. And I was just blown. And he said, you know, some night if you ever have a cleaning detail, which are the people who caught the guys snuggling, just walk by his cell and you'll see him in there at night walking around in his cell. You know, life goes on and a little time passed. Not a lot, weeks. And I remember I was cleaning and I walked past his cell and I remembered, I was like, oh yeah. I go back and look in and sure enough, dude is walking totally fine in his cell and it just blew me away because I was like, you dirty piece of shit. And I'm not gonna be the one to go around, I don't know, murdering pedophiles, but part of me hoped that he did eventually get caught and he had to go to prison but maybe he didn't maybe he just pretended to be in that chair for another couple years so that people didn't totally turn his asshole inside out hard to say so let's bring it on home with a pleasant memory jail farts now every time that I happen to be in there all the disgusting food the cold beef stroganoff and meatloaf and just awful things all of that did not agree with my insides it is hard to properly describe what a jail fart was for me because apparently it didn't hit everybody like that but I heard many complaints about the smells of my farts whether it was my cellies or when I was in more of a dorm setting uh, several of the prisoners would complain about the stench that came if I ever allowed my ass cheeks to open and breathe a little bit. I said that to say that when I got out of jail the first time that I was there, I remember uh, going out for the evening with an ex-girlfriend and funny enough she had always uh, thought it was weird that I refused to fart in front of her. I don't fart in front of my significant others because I just don't think it's sexy. I know it's human and everybody doesn't. But if one happens, it was a complete accident. I would never just willingly pass gas in front of somebody that I have sex with because I expect them to do the same. You gotta fart, take a lap, go to the bathroom, do something. Don't just fart in front of me. 
I might want to sleep with you soon. And I'm not saying, oh, I'd never sleep with them. I just don't want farting to turn into some game where it seems like you're my friend Mike from high school and we can just fart and then laugh about it and hold each other in the stench and refuse to unlock the window so that you have to sit there and really breathe it in. Anyway, that night we're out celebrating. I'd only been in jail for a few weeks, but we were celebrating. We're walking back to the car from a speakeasy. And I guess I've still got jail in my system and or guts. We were about a block away from the car and I let one go because I figured, you know, what is it, crop dusting? I figured I would just crop dust my way and then be done and have a good 30, 40 feet before we got in the car, that should shake this whole scent. So I let it go, and it's no more, <laughs> it was no more than a few seconds before she began to choke on what filled the city air. And she said, Oh my God, do you smell that funk? <laughs> and I did, because it was pungent. It was like a cloud that could physically touch and wrap its arms around us. So we finally get back to the car. And as we're driving away, she's coughing in the car. And she's like, oh my God, it's still here. How is it coming in? I'm, turn I'm closing the vents, pumping the AC. And I'm laughing. And then after a few minutes, I was like, you know how you're always saying that you want me to fart in front of you? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, back there on the street, that was me. And she goes, what? That was you? And then I laughed and laughed and never farted in front of her again.